everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, a little late what? this week. Yeah. My fault. I went to the Braves game, had a work outing at the Braves game on Monday. How'd it go? Did they win? They got no. uh, slaughtered by the Phillies. That's tough. That's I, tough. I did get this, though. Oh, the, How did you for get those that? that aren't watching on the YouTube, which by the way, you should be watching yeah. the video, but I'm showing the uh, replica ring that they give out to the fans. I think there's like four games this year that they're doing it. When I tell you, I went down there cause I had to be down there for the, um, I had a conference to go to in the morning at that Omni hotel down there. Great place. Great place. I got there at employment. I got the conference started at 9 a.m. So I rolled up at like 8:30, and there was a line to to get into the Brave Stadium for these things. Chris, they give out 40,000 rings, and I'm pretty sure Truist Park like seats like 40,000. Like people were showing up late to the game and still getting rings. But they <laughs> were there people, eight, at 9 <laughs> they a.m. Were there 12 hours before the game. So that was it's almost like the state doesn't know how to celebrate championships. I don't know. It's crazy. And it and it was um, also raining outside, which made it a little bit worse for them. So, but that's also pretty pretty awesome. Give them a give them a, a shout out for you know something that out. That's it's that's good fandom. Oh, can, yeah, I, can was, I tell was, you something real quick that we should? I was gonna wait till the end, but I'll I'll forget for sure. Um. So, do you know who Logan Booker is? Should I know who Logan Booker is? I'm going to say yes, because now it's awkward if you don't. Okay. Um, yeah, yes. No. So he, no, I said yes. Who's going to be on um, YouTube, people? So. Yeah. So Logan Booker, um, this son of a bitch, uh, I'm saying that purely out of love and as a joke, but Logan Booker uh, is a Athens radio host. Okay. okay. Um, I was, I've actually referenced his show on here before. I, I, I listened to it um, a decent amount. It's really good stuff. It's primarily Georgia. Him and I have gotten to a couple back and forth, but it's all good fun. So he sent me this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so he, it's like. That's really cool. Did he make that? Yeah, he made it in his own workshop. I just saw that. It's really cool. Nice. So he sends me this note. And this is what it said. It said, quote, Billingsley goes in motion. Back to the right side. Again, Bryce, Bryce stands back, looks, throws. It's intercepted. He has intercepted underline. Caught by the Bulldogs at the 20, up to the near side, 25, to the 50, to the 40, down the near sideline, 20 to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Georgia. And then he underlined touchdown Georgia. And then he put Eli Gold, who's the Bama radio announcer. Chris, or Vern Funquist. Our condolences on the big fat L the Tide took from the dogs in the natty. But thank you for being a fun Bama fan to interact with. From all of us in Dogs Twitter, we hope this helps ease the pain. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard of. Okay, I don't know if night. I mean, my mom's. It's not like he got you something, Georgia. You know. No, no. There's been people that have done that for sure. Um, no, it was actually super nice. I want to give Logan a shout out. His his show is great too. It's on nine sixty. I believe, yeah, nine sixty a.m. Um, but it's really good stuff, and I appreciate the kind gesture. It was, it was great. And and to be honest, Tyler, it's something the world probably needs more of right now. Yeah, it's uh. Things are, uh, I mean, obviously we're coming off of uh, yesterday's news of the what went down in Texas. Um, yeah, yet another mass shooting. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, I, I think I was telling you before the podcast, I 
it's not that I'm numb to it because I'm definitely not, but it's more yeah. so I can't think about it, especially now that I have kids because it just, right. it may, it's like too sad. Like I just, yeah. you know, people need to, to take to actions so these things don't happen. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's just tough, man. And it's, no, uh, I get it. and it's, I don't want you to get emotional if you don't want to. Oh, you don't want me to get it. You don't want me to get in my <laughs> No, it's so, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't joke about something that's like so nah. serious, but, and, and this is not going to be something that, listen, like our show is to talk about college football and nonsense and the F word and all sorts of stuff. And, and to be like, kind of lighten the mood of how serious life can be and how serious this shit can be. And listen, we talked about this before. I've said it a hundred times going through all my shit last year, which is nothing compared to what happened yesterday. Um, but going through all my shit last year, like this was an escape, right? And this is what it's, it's supposed to be, but it also would be completely inappropriate and a complete oversight on our end to not say something about it. And this is nothing that's political. This is nothing that is, you know, I, Tyler and I, I'm not sure if we agree on, on stuff that's political. I, I know me and my, my girlfriend don't I know me and a bunch of people on Twitter don't <laughs> and all that's fine. That's like, I don't say that in to call people out or cause that's what makes America so fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we're all. I tell you what, the moment I heard someone tell me before that, like, actually, I'm not going to get into that, but there's people, people that get so overwhelmed or over, overzealous about this person voted different from me. That person's a bad person. That's not true. We can all have different ideologies and different opinions, all that kind of stuff. And that's what makes this country so fucking great. But what happened yesterday is something that I think is, in my opinion, starting to make this country not so great in a lot of ways. And again, this has nothing to do with, with politics. I would never tell you how to vote. I would never tell, you know, and that's not what happened yesterday. Like it, it should not have been made political. And I hope that it doesn't get to that place where you guys don't view it that way. But what happened yesterday, what happened the week before in Buffalo, what has happened 27 times, I believe this year alone. Think about that. 27 times we've had a, we've had a mass shooting in this country. I mean, like, I didn't know we've had 27 fucking mass shootings in this country since Columbine. We've had 27 this year in the past year. And that's crazy to me. That's crazy. Yep. So whatever it is that, that, you know, I, I know the thoughts and prayers thing is, is something people like to say, we're never going to, I'm never going to utter those words because I think that falls on deaf ears. And it's also a shallow, empty offering of, of emotion uh, and, and help. But Whatever it is that we can do to be better needs to happen. All of us, all of us. Cause it's really, it's really fucking saddening to think about like, and I'm not somebody that has kids, but you send your kids to school and not get them back. It's just crazy. And so I just, I hope, I hope, you know, the best comes from this and I hope the best for those families and everything like that. And, and we just, as a country, I think have to get better, whatever that is. We have to get better because it's just, it's, this is inexcusable at this point. It's just, it's fucking inexcusable. So if you, if you, I'm not going to get into this because it does have somewhat to do with like politicians, but if you haven't heard what Steve Kerr said, and I, I listen, I know that Steve Kerr lives in California, Steve Kerr lives in California and he's probably liberal and whatever else, but what he said made a lot of sense. And I urge you to listen to it because it made a lot of good points. And that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I echo your, your sentiments there. Um, so, all right. No easy transition, obviously. Yeah. But, um, so we had the emergency pod last week. I thought it went over well. A lot of people like, yeah. it. um, it brought you to doing pretty much radio all over the country. Yeah. Last fun. week. People want to um, hear my opinion, brother. 
<laughs> so so what did you what like what did you do uh like what cities did you go on for for radio this week oh first off all i can think about when i told you this was that scene from the office when they had the uh they had like the printers catching fire and he's like okay so then it's on the local news and then i call into froggy 999 their request line and i start talking to them about it and i'm like okay guys i get it like mm-hmm. let's just calm down no um i was on like i don't know nashville houston somewhere in atlanta the atlanta one was if you listen to the one in atlanta i my buddy uh my my buddy texted me so that he uh he was listening to the radio when you came on he's like your 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 podcast turn, host over did there. he turn it off yeah did he really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> was it your stupid fucking neighbor? <laughs> um, by the way, just out of out of uh, principle, I still have like three bags of, of, of sour grapes in my fridge right now. So um, I will say um, another one of my neighbors listens to us all the time, really likes the pod. And we were over at a Kentucky Derby party a couple Jesus. weekends ago, and he was telling people there that love college football to listen to it. So oh, that was nice. I like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, just only reference that that neighbor from now on. Um, oh. So, no, so I'm I'm like um, I was just the whole thing. The one in Atlanta was mind blowing because I I didn't realize when you first brought this up, I didn't realize how big of a deal this was, and I honestly didn't realize. I guess just because like I don't know, I, I I just I don't always handle stuff logically, but I do feel like there's there's times when i'll like if i'm the one that's being logical on twitter that's a problem and i felt like that's what was happening last week and i think that i forgot that people love to overreact to saban just love to do it and this always want to assume the worst that whatever he means is you know like the worst thing possible um but yeah so we were talking about that and i think the one in atlanta they were like you know i think this is a sign that saban's done after this year i think saban after another year where he doesn't make the SEC championship game, he made the SEC championship game last year um, <laughs> and won it. But it's like after another year of making that, I don't, I, I think, I think you're looking at a year where Saban, Saban can't keep up because he can't get his way anymore. He can't get his way. So he's going to leave and he's going to retire. And I was like, I was so flabbergasted at the response that I just kind of sat back and I was like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, one of my buddies was listening to it in Grant, Grant's hall, and he was like, "What were they talking about?" And I was like, "I don't know," because I, I just, I just really, I forgot that people, how much people hate Saban, and so you want all these things. It's like me with Urban Meyer, like you just want all these things to become true. You're like, "Fuck that guy," you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I could see Saban getting if this continues to have no regulation, getting just sick of it, not. Not that he wouldn't be able to compete, just sick of having to do all that. Right. I don't think that's Wait, he's far-fetched. doing so bad with it now, right? But uh, yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like to to be like now that the the downfall of Bama has started. Right. Well, they've be been out. saying that since since like fucking 2013. So. Right. So that's, that's um, the other part of it too. Real quick, is that you're sitting here talking about? Oh, it's a corgi on TV. Um, you're sitting here talking about. Uh, like the whole thing. Hold on, just take over. What are you talking about? Oh Lord! All right, so <laughs> the saving Jimbo stuff. Just get yeah. back to it. Get back to it. It's okay. what's the update? What's going on? What's the latest with them? Sankey came out since we met. 
Yeah. Sankey came out basically. What did he do? He he slapped them, them. Slapped their hands and or slapped them on the wrist and was like, "You no more. We're not doing this anymore, guys." Good. Hey, break it up. I just yeah, okay. So here here's the thing. Getting what the hell has happened with this stupid fucking dude? I didn't realize that these guys hated each other this much for this long. Who? Jimbo and Saban. They didn't. I think they've. I think they have. Okay, I don't know if that's true. Why is that? Why do you think that? Well, there's some people on the Florida State side that said that he used to always uh, get pissed. Um, he would tell people stories about how in in the LSU days, when his offense was beating Saban's defense, Saban would just rig the plays to make sure that the uh, defense started winning, like in his favor. And it pissed Jimbo off because Jimbo's an ego guy, right? right? But then also, dude, I I don't have I don't know if I've told you the story yet about my buddy who's a head coach down in uh, Florida and his okay. interaction with Jimbo and Saban. Mm. So my buddy, I, I asked him if I could tell the story. I told him I'd leave out some details. Yeah, but um, but essentially, you know, he sent Christian Leary to Bama. Like he's very familiar. He's been he's interacted with Saban a bunch because right. He had Leary last year. They have another, depending on the service you look at, four or five star running back this year named us Cedric or Cedric Baxter. I think CJ Baxter. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the the best of the best coaches are coming through there, and it was it was we were. I texted him because he's also a Florida State guy. The, the way I know him is I went to Florida State with him. Yeah, and so um, and he's a head coach already. He's your age. Yeah, and a, a damn wow. good one. It's, he's uh, he coaches Edgewater, who they've been in the state championship game. The last two years played against St. Thomas Aquinas, which is like a national yeah, powerhouse. Powerhouse, right? Um, and so ended up losing both, but very good program. And he's taken it from like a low spot. So, um, anyways, he in January. So this was just this past January, before any of this stuff with um, yeah had bubbled up this past week. Um, he had Jimbo in his office with James Coley. And they were, you know, it's there to recruit Baxter. And my, my right. buddy's like, look, he's like, I don't care what the services have. I know for a fact that this kid is the number one running back on Texas A&M, Texas, Florida, Miami, all their boards. Right. And he's like, you know, there's a hard push for him. And, you know, NIL is definitely a factor. Like that's Yeah, as it should be. And so that's, so he's, I was texting him about that when um jimbo came out it's like we, we don't we don't you know induce and all that and he was like yeah this, so jimbo was in my office and there's another high school right down the road with two top 100 players at it right and he was going to go there next and just so happened same day saban was at the was slated to fly the chopper in to the other helicopter uh, the other uh um school see those kids and then they're going to flip-flop right well, Saban was going to to land at the other school and they were they happened to be on a lockdown for something. And so they called over and they're like, hey, we're going to come to your school early. And he was like, coach, that's totally fine. He's like, but, you know, Jimbo's here in my office. He's like, well, we're coming. Tell me to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy hangs up and he's like, he goes back to Jimbo and he's like, and keep in mind, like, Again, he's a Florida State guy. Like he, we, we yeah. Jimbo was our coach, you know, and he said they were catching up. Him and Coley were catching about Florida State stuff, and and he comes back and he's like, Coach, uh, just to let you know, I'm pretty sure Coach Saban's coming over here early. And you know, he's like, 
you know, Jimbo, he's like, hey, I ain't leaving. He's like, I'm supposed to go over there. If they're locked down, then I'll just stay my ass here. And so it was like a standoff. Right. And, you know, I won't get into specifics, but he's like, Jimbo's like dog cussing Saban before he even gets there. No. Yeah. No way. Saban comes in and, you know, my buddy said, how are you? it, It was the most awkward, like, just 20 minutes, like, so he said, I have chairs everywhere in my office because there's usually a lot of coaches that come through. He goes, yeah. no one sat down for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just these guys pacing around. And, um, you know, he got into some other, it's, it's a long story at this point, but essentially Saban was like, all right, we're, we're just going to leave. Right. Um, and, you know, he left. And, of course, Jimbo's uh, gets cranked up again. And he said it was just crazy to see this, like, unfold in his office in a high school he's just like it was the most insane thing these two coaches who were top five coaches just you could tell and who instigated it who instigated it i don't really know who started talking shit i mean yeah of course okay so here's my thing here's my thing jimbo fisher and this is what blows my mind about it is like again if you're in the camp that saban is complaining at all right about fucking what He's played in six of the last seven national championships. He isn't, he's amassed the most talent out of any roster in the fucking country, right? If it's not injuries, what's he complaining about? Like, that's it. It's, right. it's the dumbest fucking thing imaginable. And so he, like, you've heard Spurrier say it. You heard Kirby Smart say it the next fucking day, and we didn't see a, we didn't see a single fucking thing in the media about it, did we? Like, he's, he came out and said the exact same thing. And by the way, you brought this up the other day. They were saying a lot of the same points. You got to regulate it. You got to figure yeah. out a way to regulate it. It's, it's, you know, people are just running, running amok over here. You gotta, right. But Jimbo, as he always does, is the first one to fucking throw stones and the first one to sit here and t- talk shit. And the moment he like, like, he, did you see the interview? Chris Gordy sent me this interview he did the other day with somebody in Houston where he was like, I, I told y'all that not a single one. I wouldn't check our compliance. I wouldn't check our compliance. How many of them had NIL deals? First off, how the fuck do you not know that? already if, if you're gonna say well, he does here, know that no right well, he said he, he wouldn't check that that morning i i wouldn't ask him how many of them have nil deals now here's my problem with that if you're sitting there saying that the day before like the day before you went out and you made all these comments about how i know for a fact we don't have a single one of them we don't have a single guy that's done that so you're speaking out of your ass already because you don't know the facts right like just from a chronological story standpoint and then so and which is not unlike jimbo to do just start getting, I mean, Jimbo is just, it's like he's always on a fucking fishing story on the front porch of someone's fucking house and just like tell, like, or a general store, just telling how big a fish was when it wasn't. That's, that's who right. his whole fucking character is. It, it's <laughs> mind blowing to me. Like, and so he says all this shit. This is going to be a tough podcast listen for Texas A&M fans going forward between me and you. <laughs> okay. So and I got something to say about that, but, but so here's the thing though, because, because I already got, I already got a message from somebody that was like, you know, one of the things that the other podcast did a better job of. And I was like, I can't fucking wait to hear this. I can't what laugh the whole time. Anyway, made all these comments about when, when Saban said this, it insinuated this happened. Let me tell you about something that about insinuating things, like, especially from a social media standpoint, or when like something is a quote, I learned this in therapy, okay? When somebody says something about you and you you agree, you disagree with it and get so blatantly worked up over it, a lot of times the reason that happens is because you know there's some level of truth to it. Like, and you don't want to address that. 
When somebody says he insinuated this, bull fucking shit. You don't, Connor doesn't know what, what Nick, Connor doesn't know Nick Saban. The person talking about this from AM doesn't know Nick Saban. Jimbo wasn't, wasn't there going through like Nick Saban's fucking brain when he said it. Why do we all of a sudden think that, you know what? This is what he was doing. And I'm not, I'm not calling out Connor. I'm calling out like the rest of the fucking media. It was like, this is exactly what he was doing. This is what, what Saban was. You don't fucking know that. You're just saying things. This is what we get paid to actually do. But like, you don't know that. I don't know that. Like what he was insinuating. How, what if we just sat back and we're like, you know what? Saban said something. What if we just took it at the surface level for what he fucking said? Like, I mean, just think about that for a second. It, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that we sit here and like. Does it, does it really blow your mind that people think that he was insinuating that Jimbo cheats? Does it blow your mind? It does. It, it's it does in the realm because, of possibilities. Because here's the thing. It's not fucking cheating. It's not cheating. We, we live in a world where this is no longer cheating. I don't, I don't understand. Like, so him saying, like, I, I paid for all these players. Like, I just, it, it the, no, no, so yeah. what I was told was. I think more so what I'm saying is that um, it was almost uh, a very well-planned way to take a jab at Jimbo. Right, right. Like, and he made it, he did a very good job of, of trying to make it seem like it wasn't. But he definitely, I feel like that could be something that was going on there. So this is what and I. That's why I Jimbo and Jimbo knows that. That's why he's so pissed. That and that could be true. But see, but see, and that that part, fine. If you want to insinuate that he was trying to get under Jimbo's skin, absolutely, because he was a master yeah. at it. And he obviously did it. But yeah. one of our listeners, Trevor Garcia, super nice guy, reached out, had some, had a lot to say about like you know, like just his opinion on it. And I was trying to explain to him. Listen, I get it, man. Like this, this is. We're all fans. We're all fans. That's how we got into this business. That's how people like like listening to us. Like that's how like that's the correlation. We're all fans. Right. It is not always fun to hear something about your team. I totally get that. I used to hate Feinbaum because I thought he hated Bama. What or what the fuck ever, right? Like, are people how late people are with Danny Cannell when he when he kind of pokes at him? Right. One of the comments that was made was by saying that by saying that Jimbo Fisher paid to get his students. You're insinuating that nobody would ever want to go to, to Texas A&M because of their tradition, their facilities, the, the, the program, the, the school. You're insinuating that none of those things mattered. How fucking sensitive do we have to be to take that simple of a sentence and have that be the reaction? Like, like you're insinuating that nobody ever wants to come to us unless we give them money. I don't think that it, that was ever said. I don't think that was ever said. But again, I will say this. If you're looking from a factual standpoint, we're just looking at fucking facts and numbers right now, Tyler. They've never had a recruiting Hell class that right, good. Brother. They've never had a recruiting class that good. And they finally did the year NIL came open. I don't I mean, understand was, how we could be like this. It's not like they really set the world on fire last year. I mean, yes, they did beat Bama, but I think they had four losses. They went eight and four, and they and then they dodged a fucking fifth loss. And I have this is this is flat out. You you guys get upset about this all you want to. I had somebody from from SEC Network who I will who will remain nameless that told me flat out days before they canceled their their uh, their bowl game that Texas A and M and Jimbo Fisher are about to cancel their bowl game because they don't want to take a fifth loss and they're going to blame it on COVID. I had that happen days before it happened. So all I'm saying is, I just don't see how we have this big of a leap into. Man, you're insinuating that all the, no, he's not. And and listen, AM's a great school. They have great facilities. But if you're going to be that upset about somebody bringing up money, you, you can't be the school that spent over $570 million 
in the last eight years on football facilities alone. And again, that's a fucking factual number. You can't also be the one that just approved a $205 million, um, what do you call it, uh, budget for improvements made on football facilities alone. And you also can't be the one that just signed a coach's contract to make him the richest and the only coach in college football history to have a guaranteed fucking contract. You can't have all those things and be like, it's not about money. It's not about money. You guys, like you, like every other school, have also made it about money. And that's fine. That's fine. But don't sit here and try to, de- like, I just don't sit here and try to deny what, what happened. I just, I don't right. get it. It's so fucking weird, man. It's so fucking weird. And, it's, well, and, it's, and I will say this to be devil's advocate. It's the same shit with Saban when he's like, I, we never cheated. We never got anybody the wrong way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Flat well, here, out, you did. Here's the deal. Uh, you wouldn't hear this out of uh, an Alabama or, you know, I guess I guess they're they're probably saying this about Bama. It's like, what do you I mean? You guys have a ton of money too. It's like, right. The reason why they're offended is because it's an inferiority complex. They've never yep. won anything. Right. So it's like, you know, I. I probably, you know, I used to get that about the Braves for a long time because we, we could never win anything. And it's like, or get like a big, mad. big free agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I'd say he does a good job of this. And I hate to say it. And like, and listen, like, I will say it again. And, and Trevor Garza is, is a, like, I loved, I loved having the conversation with him about this because it was, it was like good back and forth. But all I was trying to get across to him was like, man, like, no one's out to get y'all. Like, no, no one's out to get you guys. This is just like the day and age of it. And he even said, he's like, listen, just tell Tyler um, that Jimbo loves him, even though he no longer loves Jimbo, which I thought was awesome. Um, he said, uh, same guy, Trevor. He's, he's a great oh, yeah. dude. Um, he's, but like, and, and, I, and I hope that you can hear when I say this, it has nothing, I'm not calling you out in a negative way at all, because this is like, this is like a majority of like, like what fans were saying in the first place. And we need to get Robert Barron's on here too, to talk about it, because he's been a fucking delight to talk about this with. Um, but like is it's that sarcastic. No, no, I love Robert Barron. He's awesome. He's he's fucking hilarious. Um, you're on a like, roll tonight, by the way. I know. What does that mean? I'm just talking too much. No, you're just uh, just letting it fly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had my I had my second Alani, 200 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. I've got the mimosa version right now. I'm sweating my dick off right now. That's too much language. And also, um, I hurt my back, and so I can only sit in this one specific. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, position position yeah that's the word anyway the whole thing is it's just it's funny to me how how up in arms we're getting over something that should not be a big deal and again Saban should have never said anything about about Deion Sanders but the last thing I'll say about this did you hear when Jimbo said the thing about how he's like we didn't pay for a single player we didn't have a single player and he comes out the next day and he goes I went and looked and of the 11 incoming freshmen only one of them has an NIL deal fuck you jimbo (laughs) what are you talking about just just speak like speak in absolutes and actual truths and then we'll move we'll move on from there like i just don't get it it's so ridiculous he's he's buried he is too stubborn dude he's he's buried himself a hole he can't get out of it so he just keeps digging deeper and there's no reason there's no reason he's in the hole it's like joey from friends he's like i I dug me a hole why joe why just come hang on the beach it's a great reference um some early scheduling updates were dropped today perfect transition (laughs) because of this like this is what it's led to yeah so anything catch your eye in particular so cbs has come out with their their initial um games that they're gonna have so 
it's always weird too because it's like they start doing like CBS doesn't show SEC games until like the third weekend usually, right? Um, so like their first game of the year is a, I think it's a three thirty game on the first Saturday of football, and which will go right up against Georgia Oregon, and it's it's like Arizona State at San Diego State, which is just bizarre to me. Um, Georgia Florida is obviously going to be a three thirty game. Um, they announced that Penn State at Auburn will be a 3.30 game on September 17th, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't um, love that. Yeah, I don't either. I was hoping that'd be a night game. I was yeah. hoping that'd be a night game. But also, I, I get the whole thing about having it in the heat, in the in the daylight and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, kind of going through that, that, like that also opens the door to having for that weekend, um, what is it? I think Miami at A&M will most likely be a night game. This is one of the things I said to Robert Barron. So I was like, oh, like you guys have ever had a big upset against anyone at night, Robert. And he was like, yeah, hopefully we don't have to play mighty Mississippi State because that's who they lost to last year at night. Mm. Um, but they have also announced that they have used their one primetime game of the year for October 10th. Or October 8th, right? What is it? October is it? Yeah. You know who plays that weekend? I do. <laughs> it's gonna well, be. you know, I mean, you, they, they got to take advantage of this. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. Now, here, but here's what I think too, and I this is what worries me, and I I don't like that they're doing it right now. In my opinion, and you look at some of these past games, I don't think that's gonna be much of a game. I don't. I don't. You know, maybe that entire freshman D line comes in there and, and bullies Alabama's offensive line. I don't know because Alabama's offensive line is, is dog shit. But at the same time. There are so scale, many, I guess, huh? On a sliding scale, I guess they're dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Oh, Florida State's terrible, but, um, <laughs> but like, Josh, so Josh Pate brought this up. That day alone, there are some really, really good football games, and and you kind of wonder, um, where they should be. Okay. Um, also, are you helping design his new logo? Because I am. No. Okay. Design Pate's logo. Yeah. Um, no. Is he a big content stealer guy? Huh? He made some comment about stealing my content. I, 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 I joked around about it a while back. But then he also Pete? made something. He goes, yeah, he's like begrudgingly, begrud- he's like begrudgingly um, source this person. Um, I don't know if it's a joke or not. He's know. hilarious. All right, but here, here's, here you go from like October 8th. These are the games that day. And not all of these obviously are um, in the SEC. A&M, Bama, Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee at LSU, Ohio State at Michigan State, UNC at Miami, which I don't really give a shit about, and then Auburn at Georgia. So Auburn, Georgia is most likely going to be your 330 game, I would assume. Yeah. Or Tennessee at LSU. Um, hmm. Now, here's the yeah, interesting part. I wonder where both teams will be at next year at that point. Right. But here's the interesting part. So, it, And if Auburn beats Penn State – you would assume they're going to start out the season. I don't know what the, their schedule's like. You'd assume they're going to be undefeated, right? Or like four and one going into that game. Georgia, I would have to assume is undefeated. But Tennessee at LSU, one of that game or the Georgia Auburn game is destined for a 12 o'clock spot if it doesn't get the 330 slot, right? I'm trying to look at the schedule, but what, what week is this? Do you know? Uh, probably week six. Week six, I don't think so. 
This is good radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both just completely silent. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, so Auburn, Georgia, unless something weird happens with Auburn where they're just not any good at all, it'll be the 330. If Auburn's not good, they lose to Penn State. I don't know if they have another losable game in between those, but if they do and they're, you know, middling at best, I could see them being in a noon spot easily. Okay, here's the deal, though. Noon in Death Valley is a fucking crime, for one. The other part is Georgia has beaten Auburn, like, what, like 12 of the past 15 years or games? Eesh. Like, I, I don't think and – and I've, I've seen a noon – Georgia Auburn game. It seems weird, but I've seen one before. It was 2007 when Trey Battle had an interception, I think, for a touchdown. They won. They kicked their ass. It was in Jordan Hare. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if fans are going to want to watch Georgia beat the shit out of somebody yet again. Versus, and that that is what will happen. Just so we're all on the same page. Um, versus watching Tennessee and LSU play. With, with all of those storylines, and especially with all those storylines and the weird shit that seems to happen whenever Tennessee and LSU get together. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean, again, I think Tennessee could be pretty good. I don't know about LSU. Like, I think they could easily be good, but also I could see it being a tough transition in year one. But so I just really don't know what LSU will be next year. I think right. Tennessee's going to be pretty good. But man, that could be an incredible game. Just depending on how things line up you know um yeah yeah a and m yeah it is good radio right? who else in the sec by the way shout out to fuck my back hurts um shout out to uh was it athlon athlon has um they've been posting these previews it's almost magazine season no it, it dude it might already be magazine season no yeah may why are you saying it like that i would fucking do horrible things. I would do horrible things for a cultural preseason. No, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't want it. I've, I think it's like July, isn't it? No, you're not even close. Um, Phil Steele. Phil Steele will be in June. Here you go for college yeah, baseball, we are college football. Oh, yeah, you can already get it. Wow. It's already on up there. Jamozi on up there in the public. <laughs> We don't say the word mosey enough. You know what I do want to do? Oh, uh, order fulfillment begins. Wait, what? May 31st. So next week. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what I do want to do on this episode? Like specifically, we're going to answer some audience questions. Um, but I want to talk about the playoff rumors. I want to talk about the playoff rumors. And I also want to talk about the scheduling rumors because they're talking about not doing pods. Robert okay, Barron was less than thrilled about that. I've referenced him several times on the spot. Um, you haven't heard it. You haven't heard about this? No. So, yeah, what do you do uh, every week besides support your family and work a real job? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that. <laughs> Pretty much just that. That's cool, um, brother. You, should, I mean, me and Liz are living the life. She's about to go off. On, she's going to be on fucking summer break, dude. By the way, your girlfriend is going to uh, to the Hamptons this weekend. So, my girlfriend, not mine, <laughs> not when you're involved. <laughs> uh -oh. Um, I told her that me, you, and producer Dan were having qualms yesterday, which is just a joke. We're all fine, but she was like, Producer Dan, Tyler, 
And she immediately assumed that I was in the wrong, which she wasn't that far from. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. So the scheduling, uh, schedule, this is good radio. Um, so they were talking about how you know, they're talking about doing pods, right? We talked about it a week ago. Now they're talking about doing this different scheduling model, which would be a one in seven or a three plus six. Um, hold on. Pete Thamel wrote this. Okay. And it's, it's oh, about Pete. basically, yeah. Petey, Petey pants is what they call them. Petey Pop. Um, so the model would be this. God dang it. Mother of God. I'm trying to find it like a, a recent one. Okay. So here you go. Um, the model would be this. You would have, look it up on Twitter. So if I can't find it, you got it. They're talking about doing a three and six or a one and seven model, which means you have one team that you play every year. Right. And then you have seven that you would rotate. Or you have three you play every year and you have six you would rotate. So I'll give you from Bama's example, because I remember this one the most. Um, it would be, I think it would be, Bama would play from the three and six. It'd be Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU every year. And then they would rotate six teams. Okay. Now, that would get the SEC. This is this is obviously when Texas and Oklahoma join. That would get the SEC to a nine-game conference schedule. What are your thoughts on that? Um, if this is truly, we're just going to be open and honest about this, just being purely. No, no I want you to lie to the point. public for sure. Um, then yeah, it's all about the money. So a ninth game against someone in the SEC is going to be a, make a lot more money than a game against Duquesne. Well, Duquesne is not a football team, but yeah. That's what Florida State opens with next year. Shut up. Is that real? (laughs) Duquesne. Fuck off. Week zero. Big matchup against Duquesne. It's hard to believe that y'all aren't taken seriously. It's really quite sad for me at this point, but yeah, you got to be one day. Maybe we get Tyler to pick an SEC team. That's not. Didn't you try to pick that? I did that last year. Ole Miss was my team. That was a pretty good pick. Didn't you pick that when they started playing Bama, like specifically, like an asshole? Uh, you know, something. Close. Um, okay, so, but what are your thoughts on this, all right? What do you got? I like the pods. I like the pods, too. Yeah. I don't and, know. And this seems like- this, We're getting too complicated with this shit. It's just like, let's not overthink it. The pods makes a lot of sense. Okay, what blows my mind about this stuff is is when when they go... Whenever this happens, and listen, I, I already know that I'm not the smartest man out there, okay? I'm not a smart man, but I know what I don't know. Um, simple Jack. Simple Jack. <laughs> you m- 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 make me happy. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the most underrated movies <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it is good. I don't know that it, I don't know that it would survive in today's uh, culture. Oh, it absolutely would not. You had Jack yeah. Black. Let's talk about this for a second. Jack Black was like a heroin addict. Um, and he was eating it like fun dip, which was mind-blowing to me. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> um, and then you had you had the gay you black ben, guy. Ben Stiller. Ben, they're all actors. Ben Stiller acts as a mentally challenged person. Right. And like is like <laughs> very over the top with it, which is, I so, mean, in reality, pretty fucked up. <laughs> it is. It is. And then you have. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at. <clears throat> oh. Oh, my oh God. God. 
And then you had obviously Robert Downey Jr.'s role, which was ridiculous. I don't even think that is. Can... No, he does. He does blackface, which is not okay. Um, but yeah. what cracks me, the, the, the point of the two characters in that entire movie that were, were the best. But wasn't he really, <laughs> wasn't the concept like he was really a black guy dressed as a white guy playing a black guy in a movie? <laughs> I don't know. I, that part. I, I think know. that was the whole joke. Like he was, <laughs> his role in the movie was, was to be a white guy playing a black guy, but he was a black guy. So just... I don't think that's true. I think he was a white guy think... playing a black guy because he was white. Because remember, they showed his other films, and he was he was like a priest at one point. Okay. Yeah, and he was white because he had his blue eyes. Anyway, <laughs> we're so far off topic, and I love it. Um, and but okay, so the two this is oh this is like this is a good this is good content for something we should do in the future, and that is like the best all time like supporting actor roles. Like, 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 okay, like, here's, here's one for you. Han, and not Han, that would be Fast and Furious. Um, who, who was, what was the guy's Chow? Chow from The Hangover. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. right? Yeah, but so in this movie, two of the best, two of the best, like, background characters ever. Les Grossman, played by Tom Cruise, and then fucking Matthew yeah. McConaughey, like, Matthew McConaughey going, like, that, that whole scene, he's like, how's the adoption thing going, brother? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, we're still looking. And he's like, well, at least you get to pick yours. I'm stuck with mine. And he just shows his kid. It's like, it's no. so good. I, by the way, I didn't. By the way, I didn't even know it was. Uh, it was Tom Cruise until the very end. Dude, that whole thing when he he's like, take a step back and literally your own face. <laughs> just a ridiculous movie. This entire Anyways, pod has turned so into SEC, just laughing. So I apologize to everyone after SEC schedule. SEC schedule. Okay, so listen, getting back into this. Whenever when when we talk about like whenever somebody this gets brought up, I don't know how people pay attention to our show. Like I barely pay attention to it. You know what I mean? I can tell um, that you don't. Fuck you, Tyler. Um, it's always something with you. Well, let's focus in. SEC okay, here schedule. We here we go. Um so when hold on. When when you have I'll just go ahead and take my meds while we're here. It's fine. Um, so when you have like uh, their scheduling comes out, whenever they have it, they're like, everyone already knows the schedule. They're like, oh yeah, a one plus seven model, that's easy. All we'll do is this. Or a three plus six. And I'm like, I've never fucking heard of this in my life. Have you ever heard of these? No, it, there's like I said, it's way too complicated. Why like I feel like it's gonna take me, like, imagine us going into next off season being trying to try to guess what each team who like who's playing who and right. then every year it's just different like no it's too much do the pod yeah, thing fair. the pod thing seems like a great idea it seems to work perfectly in my opinion yeah um we're, we're getting too too much in the in the weeds no no stuff. but so but he, so here's what we have too and i'll just i'll bring it up real quick you're rotating opponent opponents um it would be like this so you would you would do it on even an odd year so again you know, we'll say we'll do this for we'll do it for AM since we kind of shit on them earlier. So AM's proposed annual three opponents would be Texas, Arkansas, and LSU. Then you would have you would rotate these. Okay. So try to stay along with this. Okay. There's six other games, right. you would rotate them on even and odd years. Now, the first team I'm gonna say is the team you would you would have each year. You, how about this? Do you want me to do yeah. All the teams you would have in one year, and then do all the teams this you would have insane. in the other year. It's I already know. insane. You should see the fucking graph I'm looking at right now. It's crazy. You, 
All right, so even, how about this? Okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> in one year, you would have those three teams you play every year, and then you would have right. Georgia, Florida, Mizzou, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Carolina. Okay. Then in the other years, you would have Bama. Wait, I did this wrong. I was looking at Texas. Oh my you would have you would have okay in one year you would have Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Mizzou, Oklahoma, and um and Carolina. In the other years, you would have Bama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Vandy, and Tennessee. So it's kind of like they're doing it state by state almost, like for like the SC West. Like so in some years they would play both teams from Alabama, both teams from Mississippi, both teams this, from Tennessee. Chris, we 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 gotta stop talking about this. This is yeah, too much, right? Yeah, I don't get it. It is the is anyone keeping up with this? Like, I, I'm like, you want to do math? I have no instead? idea what you're saying. It could be you trying to explain it is really not great. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's almost exactly <laughs> what it is. Ooh, dang, A Rod's got a new girlfriend. All right. Um, lastly, before we get into audience question and answers, SEC playoff rumors. Well, so yeah. the SEC is just going to just say, you know what? Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, we don't need you guys for a playoff, and we're just gonna do our own thing. So, what what is going on with this? All right, so listen. Here's what the scheduling would be for a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone's in. Everyone's in. No, so I, I I haven't even like this is one of those things where it's it legitimately hurts my brain to think about. So I have not even looked into what it could be, but like they have they've asked that you know they have these meetings in Destin, um, and they. <laughs> I guess like they asked Sankey, you know, like, Hey, is any of this true where you guys would possibly um, have, what do you call it? You guys would possibly have your own playoff. And he said, yes, we have explored these options. It's like something we're going to explore. Hmm. Now that's crazy to me because now you're really talking about the fact that like, okay, the rest of college football doesn't fucking matter. And maybe and, the and we, a little bit, but not nearly as much. And, and to be fair, it, I don't think, it doesn't necessarily mean like maybe maybe it's something where it's like, hey, we're gonna do our own thing, and then like the ACC and Big Ten do their own thing, and then the winners will play. Or I don't know, I don't know. Hmm. But what you're basically saying, like, like maybe this is by all means a uh, a tournament like you see at the end of the year to the, determine just the SEC champion. But it, what it seems like is like the playoff would just be SEC teams, and that part to me is. Pretty surprising. And then you got to wonder how they're going to do it because it's like a pod thing. Is it like a fucking division thing? Is it going to be just the best four teams, like the best records? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're just getting into this. Like that that kind of thing. Is this a power is, move to just be like, look. Has to be. We're going to threaten this to just basically yeah. be like, okay, we're just breaking up college football completely, completely redoing it. I, and I, if that's the case, man, I hate that because like – Cause now you're, now you're talking about like, it's, it's funny if, if the SEC did it, it'd be fun. It'd be funny just to like, you know, kind of flex on people and, and all that kind of shit. But at the same time, it's like, man, like you really just taken the entire spirit of college football and just, right. It would have gone to shit. It, it, that just, right. And that part, that part's not okay for me. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, 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 I just think that there's so much going on right now in such a, a short amount of time that it's going to kind of spiral into a place where they're going to have to figure out a new way to do everything. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. 
Um, and so hopefully that comes sooner than later. So it doesn't get to the point where there's literally five teams that vie for the four playoff spots and the rest of the people don't matter, you know? So right. it'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope it doesn't happen. All right. Q and a, you guys submitted your questions, uh, via, well, at Vern Funquist, but also at CFB underscore uncensored. If you're not following that on Twitter, Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it on Instagram, we, too. Yeah, dude, I see that we started an Instagram. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that off air. That led to some things. Okay. Um, so first question here is from at Benji underscore Hana 90. Oh, Let's have Hana. a discussion about Arch Manning. I haven't heard him mentioned for a few hours. He's kidding. Also, is there any chance of a return of adjustment more? Love those. Nah, that's not that's that's not a me decision. That's um that's that's Connor. So you you guys need to ask him. Um, Arch Manning, I think, is still trending to Texas, but Bama's basically out now, right? Yeah. So Bama took Eli Holstein, who's a um, four-star uh, uh, quarterback, and th- they're thinking that they would probably and they would still obviously take Arch Manning, but they're not going to. Like, like I, I think they're out for ours. I think I've heard for a long time that it would be Georgia, but I think Texas is technically leading, um, like on like 24 seven, all that kind of stuff. Something tells me Georgia's going to sneak in there late. I've already not heard an IL related, like, not an no, IL. No, I heard he was, he was like guaranteed to go there. Um, but I just have this feeling that like, I mean, like there's a better if Arch Manning goes to, to Georgia, Chris, what if Arch Manning goes to Georgia, you, you think that, that the UGA fans bother you now. Tyler, if Arch Manning goes to Georgia, <laughs> I would bet bet good money he doesn't fucking end his career there. You think I'm worried about a five-star quarterback going to Georgia? I'm not. <laughs> like, there's, oh, there's, God. Someone's going to cut this in two years. <laughs> do it. Like, Winslow has a, Winslow you, has a five-star quarterback starter there recently that, I, that I'm missing? Well, Jacob Eason. Very good point. JT Where did he end up? Ended up at, yeah, also very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, uh, no. Exactly. I don't think – I think the the way that things have changed, I guarantee you that they would have to guarantee that he starts. Yeah. Well, and he, uh, he would have a better – I think he'd have a better road starting there than he would Texas because Texas has Quinn Ewers. I will True. say I think he should go to Texas. I think like, I've been saying this for a very long time. It has nothing to do with Texas would just be off the charts. They'd be crazy. Yeah. Like I just I, I in that offense with Sark and Munkin's a great play caller too. But I mean, here's the thing, man. Like I've said this over and over and over again. Do you think all of a sudden Todd Munkin does not get enough credit for how good of a play caller he is? Yeah. Um, do you think that Kirby all of a sudden is going to be like, you know what we should do? Let's air it the fuck out. Um, no, <laughs> no is the answer to that. Maybe. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Uh, at Trevor Garza three, I'm pretty interested in that Cincinnati, Arkansas week one game, two programs who achieved a high ceiling last season and would like to keep momentum. Gig them. Um, is Cincinnati supposed to be good this year? I mean, honestly, they lost a ton, including a fifth year quarterback that the Falcons decided to take in the draft. Um, <laughs> God, you're salty. Um, uh, they lost nah, like they I, had I the second most that, draft though. picks, right? Yeah, they lost a ton, including Sauce Gardner as well, too, who was a top five pick. So, um, 
I will say I'm, I'm actually shocked that Luke Fickle didn't leave. I, it, he must really be waiting on one job, one job only. Yeah, or um, or he he knows that they're going to have some level of what do you call it? They're going to have some level of uh, sustainability, parity, and well, yeah, like from G five being able to get to the playoff. I mean, like he's but the they're first going to Big Twelve now, aren't they? Yeah, that's a good point too. I didn't think about that, but that's not. For I don't know, do my players. research on here. Um, <laughs> So, like, I, like to their credit, I would say, okay, Ohio is a very good state in terms of, like, being like a fertile recruiting ground. It's very, very underrated. I think easily is, like, in the top five or six states in the country. Um, usually right behind Georgia, I want to say. But you're um, basically, like, tech is to Georgia in that state. You know? Like, you're getting think... the – you're not no. – like, the players that Georgia wants – from the state of Georgia are not going to tech. And I would think the right. same thing would be with Ohio state and Cincinnati. No, but I think that like with them being like, it, they could still recruit enough. They, I don't think they're ever going to be a top 10 recruiting class or compete with Ohio state's recruiting class at all. But I think that the, like they're able to get a decent amount of good recruits. So they're going to have some level of sustainability. The other part of it is though, I don't, I don't know if <sighs> Like I, I would, I think the line on that game was like less than a touchdown, and I would take Arkansas all day on that. Arkansas, I, like Arkansas having KJ Jefferson back. I know you lose Traylon Burks, but you get the kid from um, who's a former number one receiver in the country, Hazelwood. You get Drew Sanders, the former five star linebacker, going up there. Bumper Pool apparently is still in college. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yup. I wish that uh, I wish no, that they're gonna be fun. When I, was there. I, I think I don't think Cincinnati's. I want. Uh, is there an early line for that? Um, I think I just said it was under seven. If you'd listen to anything I ever said, yeah. I was going through the other questions. That's cool. Keep going through them. All right, at Luke or I'm Michael O two says, "Why is Chris so damn sexy?" Well, that's a good question. Why don't you give your first answer? That's uh, probably the, uh, you know, the V neck. That you're wearing everything i own is from target so <laughs> uh he actually his real question is ceiling what's the ceiling for old miss luke or jackson ajax or handy andy which i'm not familiar with what that is honestly yeah, not either um i still would be shocked if jackson dart is not the starter but if he's not you only saw at oldmire in the spring game how good he looked the ceiling <sighs> i think well, jackson dart actually takes you to your ceiling if he's good yeah. Agreed. If I think Luke is more of a high floor guy, do you have a bunch of Atlanta Thrasher bobbleheads behind you? Yeah, I do. I collected <laughs> those, those back in the day. Can you just take me through your bobblehead collection real quick? Grant Hill. Do, between the, the two Magic. of us, do we have the worst collection of bobbleheads? Oh yeah, I got Grant Hill on the Orlando Magic. Byron Defoe, who was a goalie for the Thrashers, that is the actor from Boondock Saints. Marion Hosa. Ooh. Jeff Rogers, Ken Griffey Jr. with a backwards hat, Bobby Cox, and just a Florida State, no particular player. I've got Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> I did see that when I came over the other day. And I've got Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but Morgan Freeman as an Ole Miss fan, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> anyway. No, I, I think that I think that they take them. I think that he does take them to that. Also, the Arkansas Cincinnati spread is uh, seven and a half, so I was a little bit off. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he I think he takes them to their ceiling. 
I think that ceiling is 10 wins. I don't think you're beating Bama. You get them at home, but I don't think you're beating them. Um, Mississippi State, I think that game's on the road. That's going to be tough. Um, Mississippi State returns a lot of production, a lot of production. Um, and I don't know who else they get, but yeah, I just, I think that 10 wins is probably going to be, that, that's a team that also lost a lot of talent. I think that if, I think that Ole Miss could get to 10 wins, but if they do, it's going to look completely different than how they did last year. And that's going to be running the football with Zach Evans and, and then um, with a better defense. That's, that's my opinion. All right. At Let's court do one more and 1225 said, did you throw away that king cake box? No. Okay. I haven't had it. Um, all right. You said one more. Yeah. You can only watch two games on October 8th this season. This is R- at RTD ball. You can only watch two games on October 8th this season. What are you picking? So let me go to the, we're we talking the full schedule. I'm guessing not just SEC. Yeah. Full schedule. All right. It's week six. You got Auburn, Georgia. Oh wait, I'm only in the SEC right now. Hold on. Um, not seeing a ton here that I would. Okay, Ohio State, Michigan State. I don't think that'll be. I wouldn't want to watch that. That that sucks. Auburn, Georgia is probably going to be on that list, as, as well as A and M, Bama. I don't see another one that like jumps out the, off the page to me. Tennessee, LSU could be good, but it also could be like a totally overrated preseason hyped game. Yeah. I think Auburn, Georgia is probably a little bit more likely to be a fun game, I guess. Oh, Texas, Oklahoma is that day. Yeah, that's where mine is. It's Texas, Oklahoma, and then Bama. But isn't, isn't Texas's over-under like six? No. Are there wins? Yeah, it's not. All right. Look it up. Um, Anyways, all right. That's our last one. It's been a long pod. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry for us. Um, all right. Until yeah. next time. A lot of Tropic Thunder references. A lot of... Not Just enough overall. Hold on, yeah, hold on, real quick on this. Uh, Texas eight and a half. So eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oklahoma nine right. and a half. I would bet almost anything. Texas has more wins than Oklahoma at the end of the year. Well, don't forget to go watch the YouTube. You can see the live video of my bobblehead collection, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I also I also have a pennant collection. Yeah. Um, with some stuff from like the Super Bowl in Atlanta in like 1992. 1993. Yeah. 94 uh, all, all kinds of stuff so go to the nice. youtube saturday down south on youtube um go to the twitter and the instagram at cfb underscore uncensored for chris i'm tyler we're out